Right, let's get through to the business news now with Charles Beckford. Thank you, Ingrid Atamare. New Zealand's reputation as a corruption-free country has taken something of a knock. Having dominated the top ranking or the top two spaces for the past decade, the country has dropped to its lowest level, number three, in the latest Corruption Perceptions Index uh, issued by Transparency International, the international not-for-profit. Now, Transparency International has ranked New Zealand third of 180 countries. It's below the uh, normal uh, leader, or the one that we've often can, uh, vied with, Denmark. And Finland has moved into second place uh, with the survey that looks at corrupt practices or perceptions of corrupt practices in public sector and judiciary. Now, the chief executive of Transparency International in New Zealand, Julie Hagee, says New Zealand's overall score has hit was hit by a marked decline in a recent survey of executives' opinions of doing business here. We know that there has been a report by Te Waihanga, um, the Infrastructure Commission, saying that there was insufficient transparency of fairly large um, infrastructure projects. We know that there was uh, that people being scammed, uh, we, as we know, it's, it's all over New Zealand at the moment, and that's not been addressed very well. So we think it's more to do with the integrity systems, how well they're holding up. And Julie Hagee says uh, New Zealand's still well ahead of many of its major trading partners. Australia was 14th and uh, the UK and the US into the 20s. Uh, moving on, the global inflation has peaked, but it's expected to take more time before domestic inflation falls within the uh, mandated 1-3% to target range. Salt Funds Management Economist Bevan Graham says people should be wary of calls for early and aggressive interest rate cuts given current economic conditions and inflation around the world. Most central banks uh, are indicating interest rate, uh, interest rate hikes have peaked, but the Reserve Bank has uh, not quite ruled them out, as you remember in November, threatening possible rise, with uh, population growth underpinning domestic inflation. In any case, Bevan Graham says investors shouldn't expect interest rates to return to the low levels seen over the past 15 years. I think we are in a new normal or even old normal environment uh, in which inflation is going to be a bit tougher uh, to keep under control. Uh, I think we're going to see a period in which central banks are going to have to be a lot more active than uh, they have been over the last uh, 15 years to keep inflation uh, in check. Well, Bevan Graham says the turning point for inflation will come with an increase in the rate of unemployment, which uh, many expect to rise above 5% in the coming year. And staying on that topic, interest rates uh, here looks set to stay higher for longer with the continued risk of a further rate rise after the Reserve Bank's chief economist seemed to have poured cold water on notions of a cut anytime soon. The online presentation by Paul Conway seemed to find an answer to many of the issues which might have been used to justify a rate cut sooner rather than later. Inflation was coming down, but it was still a problem, especially domestic prices. The economy was shrinking in September, but he says a lot of that was about revisions to past numbers and a deep dive showed household spending was still reasonably solid. And that wasn't to mention the impact uh, of migration on rents or the risks looming out of the Red Sea conflict or the Chinese economy. Westpac senior economist Satish Ranchard says that makes a repeat of November's statement, including the threat of a rate rise, more likely. 
markets are still pricing in cuts a bit too early. We don't really expect them to come through until the early part of next year. We'll be watching to see how the data evolves. That could change, but certainly the early part of this year is still off the table. Satish Ranchard says the value of the speech was to help fill the information vacuum in the three-month gap between monetary statements. The next one from the RBNZ is at the end of February. Looking at the markets, Wall Street main indices mixed. Job numbers suggest the U.S. labor market has a degree of strength about it. That would seem to put pay to any notion of rate cuts soon from the U.S. Federal Reserve, which has just started a two-day meeting. And there are also some nerves about uh, looming company earnings reports. At the moment, the Dow Jones average is up 0.1%. The S&P 500 is down 0.2%. And the Nasdaq is down 0.8%. The local top 50 index gained a couple of points yesterday. 11,914 is where it sits. The New Zealand dollar, 61.2 US cents, 92.9 Australian, 48.3 British pence, 56.5 Euro cents, 90.5 yen and 4.35 yuan. Brink crude oil up around 80 cents at $82.60 US a barrel. Gold is steady at 2,033 US dollars an ounce. I'll update those numbers for you at around half past eight and also bring you details of a speech by Consumer Affairs Minister Andrew Bailey.